Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, Given to me, Go therefore, rising them in the name of the Father, and of this, to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we're in our worship, in our series, Thrive. And look that way. I was going to crick in my neck. <laughs> Did you take a shower this morning, Fred? <laughs> so we're talking about like doing more than survive. You know, we're still, you know, in the midst of this COVID there in front of us, stressing us out about the word survive. God is calling us to thrive. Now, there is a stack of membership booklets, not a big stack, but I'm going to ask Brooke to make a few more um, for your taking so that you might maybe go back to what we're really trying to do here at Parkway in, um, in our, you know, it's those three words, right? Connect, equip, and send. Connect, equip, and send. And that's what we're trying to do here. Connecting with Christ and with each other. And then we're trying to equip one another. Daniel, put them back up. Yeah, let's read uh, in really who we believe God is. Read that with me. Jesus ended his time on earth with a two-letter commission, go. Ultimately, our faith is not about us. Our purpose is to go in and to help others discover the life. At Parkway Heights, we do not believe each of us is sent into the world You are part of God's great and ongoing work of redeeming the world and all in it. Now, that's a mouthful. But Jesus, at the very end of the gospel, is driving toward this. Jesus rose and appeared to his disciples, not to chew them out or to get on to them, but to say, I have commissioned you. I've commissioned you to go and make disciples spirit baptizing them, and there's a whole purpose to this. And he he said at the end of this, which I love, and behold, I am with you to the end of the age. I hope you read our newsletter. Brooke, Brian, works so hard on our newsletter. And uh, just uh, came out, uh, for your taking if you want. I'm always, we do, in ways that God is working through Parkway Heights in all kinds of places outside these walls. Schools, college campuses. There was something about divorce. There's a thank you note from Ann McCullen at Edward. She said, um, for replacing your anxiety with love and hope for Pine Belt neighbors in need. That's out there. Jesus said, go. Invitations for Outward Bound, uh, for the boxes, rice and beans. There was also an invitation in this build house, right? About once a month, we lonely uh, folks, those who were unhoused in our area. Um, we feed them a warm, hot meal. There's ways to support Haiti. Just this week, I got a call from somebody saying, how in the world who've been blown up, you know, from home, how do we do that? And really, about a couple of things, social media. But don't underestimate, um, don't underestimate just a kind word if you run into somebody from New Orleans at, uh, you know, at McDonald's or at Wendy's. Paying one extra, you know, grocery item. Feel safe. To just say, here, it's not like we have to see every problem. We don't have to be everywhere. Jesus says, go. Jesus is calling us to be somewhere. We don't have to do everything, but we can all do some of Christ. 
and disciples are down to 11, okay, go to wait. And the resurrection, Jesus appears to them. And even in the midst of their doubts, he says, look, I'm still your leader. I still have plenty of power to give you. So go, go make disciples. Go, remember, I'm going to be with you forever. Just, we worship the one who said, said, go. And that is challenging. Sometimes it's hard to know where to go. Um, but through the risen Christ, he's, he's, he's kicking us out. He's driving us out, relocating a very frightened world. Power has been given to me. Words for power, Greek is um, dunamis. It's kind of where we get dynamite. That's like contained power. Like, you know, um, like, like I've got all the power, like two sticks of dynamite or whatever. Exousia, exousia is uh, what the writer uses, which means shared power means we've got this power together with Jesus. He's giving us the power. He's handing us the baton uh, since we just had an Olympics a few months ago, right? And he's giving it to a commission. Not the great concept, but to be commissioned is not to be like, oh, you just go out and do the best you can. To be commissioned means you have been equipped, equipped for the gospel to go out and do every step of the way. You've been commissioned so love the church. No. Love what? The world. The world. In all its messiness. Go out there and find a few more misfits for me. Go out there and find a few more lost sheep. Find I will give them peace too because there's plenty of peace. What you need to do is go. Is go. Give them a call. Grace isn't just for us. Now I know I've talked about being welcoming about being one church and about being a soft place to land and surely we have to do that. But that's not good enough for Jesus. It's not enough. We look for Christ's mission to heal, to invite in here. Jerusalem, right? That's sort of our neighbors. Jesus says, go to Jerusalem. Go to Samaria. We're called to go places where we may not necessarily fit in and to love others. The shepherd and a hunter. And the shepherd goes out, what about us? He shared that story with a bunch of religious people who refused to get out there with him. All they wanted to do was judge others. And I don't blame them. Friends. In church, you hang around with Jesus. Well, Jesus died, right? Now, where do we go? What are we, who are we looking for? We're looking for whomever. Whomever. We're looking for whoever so shall believe. Those are the people we're looking for. Whoever, they're not in here, they're out there. We do it. We are all, in a way, a little displaced and relocated. And God found you. You were once, I'm sure, that lost sheep. You were lost in your grief. You were displaced. You were going in the wrong direction. And this one person. And all is to continue to, you know this, as probably as I do, just about every church is grow, growing rapidly in two parts of the world. One is Africa and one is Central America. Now here's what our Mexican United Methodist friends, here's what they're called to do. This is from Amy Carmen. This is, uh, um, it's been forgotten that official witness bearing used to be the chief way by which the good news went about around the world. I tell you and you believe and receive um, and tell someone else. And then... Um, Frank Vital Christ lives and loves and real friend and is a master who gives real orders and strength to carry them out. Think of the power that is in that. Can you remember 
Can you wonder why that, can you wonder that the devil detests it? Here's what it says. The powers and principalities you to share hope with anybody else. Powers at work that would rather you be too timid to either share your story or to listen to someone else's. And I'm here to tell you, your job is to make the devil mad. <laughs> is to have to do. Do you have to read Karl Barth? I'm going to tell you what you are at what God has in your life. You're an expert at telling the story about how Jesus found you. And that's all you have to do. That is all you have to do. We can theologicize people sleep. Or we can show like it's happening and it doesn't have to be implicated. You know, there's one thing Jesus was never accused of. He was never accused of restricting anyone's access to him. Hey, Daniel, is, it, is, that, my, is that my microphone? Is it? Okay, we're good. Okay. So anybody's access to him. Okay, these doors in the building and keeps us searching for the next person who is caught in the bush near the ledge. Jesus constantly jumps every wall we put up. Essentially, that's what we are. That's what we are. Our mission at Parkway is to connect, equip, and people for Christ. That's it. That's what we do. The one thing I hope that has come across in all of our sermons is that really we want to be three-dimensional Christians, right? We work on that, and we, we want to take advantage, and we want to be sent. And any, our, our, our diet is going to be a little bit imbalanced. Um, last week, I was invited to a Habitat for Humanity breakfast. And years ago, I was on the board when I was over at Corti, like a lot of other organizations started again and anticipate. So they, they told their story. And I don't know if you remember this, because this was when I was at Court Street. But we had about 12 churches. We organized 12 churches to build five houses in three. To be honest, it, it took about a week. The foundation was ready. So we, we had the foundation. It was muddy. But Parkway Heights and Court Street, and Westminster, and, um, and, and um, Temple Baptist, and First Baptist, uh, all these churches came to get prayer breakfast. And they were both my members. His name is Anita. And I um, and a single mom, had uh, two or three children, had one that really got in a lot of trouble. It was very painful on her. She was so timid um, when I was her pastor about home ownership. Now remember, they're not in equity. Um, just making it a But what I saw, who I saw in Anita in that video was a confident woman who was full of joy and love. There was another woman, she happened to be at my She had four children because her sister died on an office. She was one of the recipients of a, of, of a house that had just the room for this new, new group. And Every one of her six children graduated from college. Every one of them. They're teachers. They're doing incredible stuff. That they're all out of the house, things in her yard, because now the next generation, her grandkids are coming over, hanging out with her. And when I saw that, I thought to myself, here's what made that possible. In about 12 churches, Kleiner this weekend, homes. Was the whole direct byproduct was it of that. Now, I guarantee you those homes, you could have a Cat 5 hurricane would go through those homes and those homes would stay up. You know why? Studs. Because that's a lot. That's all. But every person got a beautiful example of the two-letter word, go.
I love David's thing from a, a, a few weeks ago. I, think, I hope this is the next uh, um, slide. But, it, you know, David talked about Lover and Levy and one of these phases. We're always... One, I'm going to call, you know, it's just the beach. It's where maybe we're taking it in. We're not really participating, but we're, but we're soaking it in. That may be someone who's new to church. That might be somebody who's already, you know, but that's where we are. We're of, a, of, of an attender than a pretender. After the water, it starts to rush in your toes, right? Now, that's another, I would call that equipping, right? So now you're starting to feel, you're starting to learn Bible stories. You're starting to pay attention at worship. You may be a group or a small men's group or beginning to read the stories, life, what that's like, and thinking through that. And then here's the next one. Okay, now you're wading out in the water. Now, this is when a couple of jellyfish are going to get you every now and then, right? Because you're trying to get, you feel compelled to get a little bit more involved, feel that undertow. Um, and by the grace of God, you to go out until that fourth phase. That's when your feet stop touching the ground. That is when you know you're involved in something that is more than you. A simple task, but you sense and you are trusting in the buoyance. Now, as a church, we're always trying to get you to try that out from time to time. All of us. We're daring each other to do that. And I don't know what the deep water looks like to you, but I know that Jesus water. Because at the end of the day, it's something greater than you holding um, Bishop from uh, Alabama, uh, Will Willimon, he's not there anymore, but he was a retired bishop. Um, and you know what a bishop's job is, right? A bishop's job. Um, so about this guy outside frequenting a bar. It wasn't even a nice bar. It was a, you know, hole-in-the-wall kind of bar. And, uh, you know, was, and so he, he called the guy and he said, John, um, I'm, I'm hearing that um, it's not a real good look. Incorrect, Bishop said, I'm not there twice a week. I'm there three times a week. It's like, what? What's going on? But he said, you know, Bishop, I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> I do not drink. But that place about God. The last two adult baptism bar. Bishop, he said, if you can find a way to keep Jesus Christ out of that bar, I'll quit going there. After Jesus, it's not about you and me. Jesus and Christ said, go. I, I didn't even for the church. I died for this world. This scattered and lonely place where lost sheep roam about. The harvest is plentiful, Jesus said. And this is where I want to send your time. And if you will trust me in challenging, yes, it's not easy, but get out there. I'm looking for one more. I want you to help me find her. Go. Amen. Let's press. Not be afraid of ourselves going. Help us to remember that we're commissioned and that you've given us everything we need to make an impact for you in this very lonely world. May it be things believing. Amen.